Hello and welcome to the second episode of Here's a Guy. Today we are covering the matchup between the Colts and the Browns as well as Kyle Allen replacing Dwayne Hoskins as the Washington football team's QB. Let's first start off by taking a look at this matchup between the Colts and the Browns. The Browns and Colts are both 3-1 and one entering today's game. Let's start off by talking about some of their key players. We have former Chargers quarterback and current Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers. He's 88 of 121 on the season in completions. He's thrown for 984 yards, 4 touchdowns, and 3 interceptions. And comparing him to Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, who's 72 of 115 on the season in completion, 729 passing yards, 7 touchdowns, and 2 interceptions. Both haven't been producing um, star-studded numbers. They've just been doing enough to win the game, which has been working so far. I think Phillip Rivers will have an easier time in this game because the Browns' defense is terrible, and as we'll be talking about, I'm mentioning throughout the podcast, the Colts' defense is statistically the best in the NFL right now. So, and Baker Mayfield is fairly, well, they're both fairly inaccurate. At least not inaccurate, maybe, but their completion percentage isn't that high. But Phillip Rivers has thrown for more yards, but he has more interceptions. It seems like as long as these quarterbacks don't make mistakes, they'll be able to keep their teams in the game. But I feel like who's ever going to win, it's going to be what what quarterback throws the most touchdown passes or at least throws the most big plays into existence. Now we will be looking at the running backs for both teams. The rushing leader and starting running back for the Indianapolis Colts is Jonathan Taylor. 65 carries, 250 yards, and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor was just a rookie, but uh, in terms of rookie, he seems to be having a really, at least a solid year. I've only seen him one game, but um, seems like he can run very well with the best of them. Just the last game I saw against the Bears, he looked pretty good. He'll be, he won't be the reason they lose the game. He'll probably have a pretty good running day because the Colts seem to like to rush the ball too. Um, as we compare that to the Browns starting running back, which is Kareem Hunt, they had Nick Chubb, but um. He got injured during the Cowboys game, and now Kareem is the starting running back. He's definitely better than Jonathan Taylor, but, but um, only because he's been in the year, uh, the league longer, and he does have a rushing title, so yeah, he's one of the better backs in the league. But he has 50 rushing attempts, 275 yards, and three touchdowns of rushing. He's also probably going to catch more passes than Jonathan Taylor because he's a he's a dual-purpose back. He can catch it, and he can run. Um, the Browns would have a tougher time without Nick Chubb if they didn't have Cream Hunt, but you could argue that Cream Hunt is better than Nick Chubb because he catches the passes, and he does have a rushing title, so they're basically the same in rushing. So I expect Cream Hunt to have a big game because... They're still going to want to rush the ball, especially against the Colts' defense. That Baker Mayfield would potentially make mistakes against, and the Browns' really whole scheme <laughs> the whole year has been rushing, and it's working so far since they're 3-1. Now we will look at some of the receivers for both teams. For the Colts, their top receiver is Mo Alleycox, their tight end, with 11 receptions, 194 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, he's been a big factor for them, bigger than most people thought, because he's on fantasy football waivers still. Uh, if you haven't picked him up, because he's gotten two touchdowns in the last two games. So he's kind of coming out um, into his own. I don't know necessarily how big of a threat he'll be yards wise but he probably will have a touchdown because he's big tight end in that and for the browns their top receiver is odell beckham jr with 16 receptions 236 yards and three touchdowns 
He also has a passing touchdown last week, which was um, a good play and kind of funny to watch, fun to watch. He'll be hard to see if he's a factor or not because Ravens game certainly wasn't a factor. I feel like he, if he's a factor, the Browns probably would actually win. It seems like he's been very inconsistent with the Browns. I would be willing to bet he's not going to be a factor in this game just because it's the Colts' defense, and it just seems like a lot of the games this year he kind of hasn't been, been that much of a factor, partially because Baker Mayfield uh, can't actually throw the ball that well. So a lot of them are incomplete. Um, and I feel like I think Odell's dropped some too. Uh, he'll probably get, he'll probably get targets. Will he get catches? I don't know, but he'll definitely get targets. We'll see what he get. We'll see what he does with them. The team's second best receivers would be Jarvis Landry with 17 receptions, 191 yards, and he doesn't have a touchdown on the season. I don't know about the touchdown, but he always gets um, receptions, and he might get 100 yards. Sometimes he gets 100, sometimes he doesn't, but he's always a factor because he always gets his touches, and he always put up yardage. And we have. For the Colts, their emerging receiver is Zach Pascal, and his stats on the season read like this. 129 receiving yards on 10 receptions and 1 receiving touchdown. He's been covering our role as their second best receiver. He's on most fantasy uh, waiver wires. People have been starting to pick him up. Uh, I don't know how much of an impact he'll have on this game, but he'll probably get some receptions as he's their second best receiver. And... He's been quietly um, baking up his role and actually having a couple strings of a, some, a couple good games in a row re recently. Next, I'll read through the team's previous wins and losses from the 2020 season. Starting with the Colts, their first game was a loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 27-20, which hasn't really held up as the Jacksonville Jaguars have lost. At least, yeah, it was lost three in a row at this point. One of them was a comeback loss to Tennessee where they look good because Tennessee's 3-0 and they only lost by three. They've lost to the Dolphins and the Bengals since, so Jacksonville's probably not really a good team anymore. But I chalked that up to maybe being the first week and you didn't have training camp, so um, it's understandable that they had a bad game. And they've rattled off three in a row since then, winning 20-11 against the Vikings, 36-7, which was their best game this of the season against the Jets and 19-11 to last week in a defensive battle against the Bears. Next, we look at the Cleveland Browns' schedule. First week, they got blown out 38-6 to against the Ravens. Second week, they beat the Bengals 35-30. The third week, they beat the Redskins 34-20. And on the fourth week, they beat the Cowboys 49-38. For the Bengals, it wasn't um, it was impressive that they scored 35-1, but they were 30, and it's the Bengals, so their defense is terrible for that. Bengals, Bengals may score 30 again, but like... It seems unlikely. The third game was against Washington, where we won 34 to 20. But Washington had the lead at one point in the fourth quarter, which it's Washington, so that wasn't really a great look. And then against the Cowboys, 49 points is very good, but Cowboys defense isn't good at all. And they almost blew the game because Odell Beckham should have been tackled behind the line. Instead, he ended up getting a 60-yard touchdown. So really, the Browns have beaten all bad teams, at least all bad defenses. Uh, in terms of the Cowboys. So the next two weeks against the Colts this week and the Steelers next week will prove if they're actually good or not. Next, I'll read out some of the team stats and I'll, I will predict the outcome of the game. Starting with the Colts, the Colts have scored 25.8 points a game and the Browns have scored 31 points a game, which is advantage Browns, but the Browns have scored all those points against bad opponents. So we'll see how their offense uh, shows up today. 
But also, we will have to show up, see how Phil Rivers and their offense goes today because Jonathan Taylor will have to play good because that will probably be the Colts' main form of offense. And Phil Rivers will have to not have interceptions, and he'll have to play a good game for them to win. Colts' defense is statistically the best in the league. They've only allowed 14 points a game against some, the Bears, which beat the Bucks, so they're a pretty good team. So Colts are legit defense um, right now. Browns have allowed 31.5 points a game, which is very bad. And they've played some bad teams, too, and you're still giving up those points, except for Cowboys, who have an elite offense. But that is very bad. Browns' defense will have to show up today. In order to beat the Colts, I don't know if they actually will show up, though. The Colts have had 250 passing yards a game and 115 rushing yards. The Browns have had 191 passing and 204 rushing, so obviously rushing is the Browns' strength. But the Colts have only allowed 77 rushing yards on the season, which is very good. So uh, we'll see how that matches up. And the Colts have allowed 175 passing and Browns have allowed 331 passing. So potentially Phil Rivers may have a good day compared to the, the rest of the games he's had on the season, which have been average games. ESPN has the Browns as slight favorites at 50.3% to the Colts 49.3%. I believe that's probably because the Browns are at home and they will have fans, which could be the factor in the game. But I will pick Colts to win in some form of probably 24 to 20, 27 to 24. That might be a bit high, 23 to 20. Um, Probably by a field goal, maybe by four points. Uh, it'll be a close game because both teams are three and one, which both teams are good. But I think Colts have the better defense, and because of that, the Browns have a bad defense, so Colts might have an easier time scoring points, and the um, than the Browns will. Now we are moving on to the QB controversy in Washington between Kyle Allen and Dwayne Hoskins. Kyle Allen was named the starting quarterback over Dwayne Hoskins for the, this week's game against the Rams. We will be looking at his career stats and comparing them to Dwayne Hoskins, as well as looking at um, Dwayne Hoskins' week-by-week -week game logs and how the Redskins have done in those games. First, we will look at Kyle Allen, who started out his career 6-1, and one, but has since dropped to to six and seven in his career. His career, he is six and seven, like we said. 323 completions on 520 attempts. That is a 62 completion percentage, which isn't terrible, but isn't amazing. He has 19 touchdowns in his career and 16 interceptions, which is positive, but isn't um, very good because that's a high amount of interceptions on a low amount of touchdowns. And his career passing yards are 3,588. Now we'll look at Dwayne Hoskins' career stats and 2020 season stats. On his career, he's 59.6 completion percentage, which isn't very good because it's below 60. He has 2,304 passing yards, 11 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, which also, again, is bad because it's only one touchdown better than his interceptions. And he's taken 42 sacks on 77.8 QBR. This 2020 season, his completion percentage is actually a gone up a little bit which is good 61 percent he's thrown 933 yards four touchdowns three picks which is the same ratio 13 sacks on it and his qbr has gone up a bit too and now it is 80.3 looking at uh his game logs for the 2020 season his first game against the eagles he threw for a completion percentage of 54 which is very bad but eagles do have a good very good d-line the best in the league threw for 178 yards on one touchdown and zero interceptions which is very good he had a qbr of 82.5 against the cardinals completion percentage went up a, a little bit to 57 
223 yards and one touchdown, zero picks again. And his QBR went up to 288.3. Against the Browns, his completion percentage went down a bit, 56.8%. He threw for 224 yards, two touchdowns, but he also threw for three picks in that game, which basically gave the, the Browns very good field position and led them to retake the lead and hold it for the whole game to win by like 20 points. So that really swung the game in the Browns' favor. Possibly his best game, at least throwing wise was 71% accuracy against the Ravens, um, 314 yards, and a QBR of 90.4, but he had no touchdowns in the game, but he also had no interceptions. The Ravens' defense isn't that bad, so it just seems like it's pretty good, except for the last couple weeks, maybe it's showing itself a bit, but that actually was a pretty good performance, minus the no touchdowns. Now we'll be looking at how the Redskins fared in all the games Dwayne Hoskins started. First game, they beat the Eagles 27-17, which was big at the time. Still is, because it's only victory game on the season. But the Eagles have turned out to be not very good this year. And only victory is against the 49ers, which used a backup, two backup quarterbacks. And if they had used C.J. Bethard the whole game instead of Nick Mullins, I think they actually probably would have won, it, it would look like. Um, because Bethard played a lot better than Mullins did. And then they lost to the Cardinals 30-15. to Cardinals were 2-0 at the time, and then they lost 34-20 against the Browns, which actually was a very competitive game until the fourth quarter where Dwayne Hoskins threw most of his picks, and the Browns went on to win that by 14. And then they lost 31-17 in the most recent game against the Ravens. The Ravens seemed to have a pretty good D. Why did Ron Rivera, the coach of the Redskins, make the switch from Dwayne Hoskins to Kyle Allen? I think mostly it's because Kyle Allen knows his system better, and Dwayne Hoskins wasn't putting up that much in terms of touchdowns. Granted, he was coming off his best passing game, so maybe if he had actually scored touchdowns in that game, passing touchdowns, he would have put him in more. Kyle Allen, I like. I actually do like Kyle Allen a lot, so I'm not that mad about the switch, because uh, at one point he was 6-1, and one, but then he lost the previous six. Mixed results. We'll see what Kyle Allen does against the Rams today. I think the controversy lies in Dwayne Hoskins coming off his best game passing-wise with no turnovers, and he's a young, promising quarterback. And Kyle Allen has kind of shown himself with the six losses in a row. But maybe he can um, go revert back to the Kyle Allen that won six games in a row. But I think it's mostly because Kyle Allen knows Ron Rivera's system. And Dwayne Hoskins has had only four touchdowns and three turnovers. So Hoskins is kind of turnover prone. And maybe Ron Rivera thinks that he can improve on the bench and turn into a, quarter a more promising quarterback than he is right now. Also, I think it's that um, if Kyle Allen doesn't play good, which it's definitely not a guarantee that he will play good or not, they might just have to go right back to Dwayne Hoskins anyways. So why, if he's a young quarterback, he can develop. People think he can develop better on the field than rather than watching on the bench, and we'll see about that. But we'll also have to see how Alex Smith's health is. Also, obviously, he's still coming off that knee injury, but he's been cleared to compete now for the past four weeks. Ron Rivera said he's not tempted to play Smith yet, but if Kyle doesn't play good, we'll see if Smith's health allows him to play and how Smith feels. We'll see if Ron Rivera actually plays Alex Smith or not, because Alex Smith can actually play good so he might be his best option if he can play or not um even so he might go back to Hoskins anyways because smith might not play that good in his first couple games coming off of injury as previously mentioned the washington football team plays the la rams today 
Rams are three and one, and Washington is one and three. They have a thirty-three percent chance of winning to the Rams' sixty-six point eight percent chance. I believe the Rams will probably win because they're the better team, but we will see how Kalan performs. Because really, if Kalan performs good, that's really all that matters. They'll probably still lose regardless, but we will see what happens. Also, looking at Washington's upcoming schedule today, they play the Rams, which is a tough game. But then they play the Giants, the Cowboys, who are bad defense, but Washington will probably still lose too. They play the Giants, they play again, and then they play the Lions, and then they play the Bengals, and then they play the Cowboys again. So really, it's a very easy point in the schedule. So possibly Ron Rivera is looking to find his quarterback early, so he can maybe try to go and run and make the... Um, with playing all these easy teams uh, in the coming weeks. We thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Here's a Guy podcast.